The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and proceed him to the other side of the sea while he dismissed the crowds. After doing so, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, he came toward them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. At once Jesus spoke to them, Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter said to him in reply, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? After they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. After making the crossing, they came to a land at Gennesaret. When the men of that place recognized him, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought to him all those who were sick and begged him that they might touch only the tassel on his cloak, and as many as touched it were healed. The Gospel of the Lord. On my first opportunity to go to the Holy Lands, we went and we spent time at the Sea of Galilee. And when I first saw the Sea of Galilee, I thought, no way could there ever be massive storms and water breaks and could it ever be like that bad here. And so we, uh, we got to go out on the boat and we went on a fairly large boat, we even had a motor on it. So that was helpful. And, and again, you think there's no way this, this should be called a sea because even in the very middle on a clear day, you can see all the land. And it's smaller than Lake Michigan in some sense. But while we were there, we were also fortunate enough to have a storm. And so we got to experience what it was like to see those waves and imagine a fishing boat, which would have been more than half the size of the boat, probably even smaller than that. And and to understand like what that fear was like for the disciples. But what's fascinating to think about, there's multiple parts that are fascinating. One, though, is the fact that Peter, you know, again, says, like, Lord, if it's you, call me, I'll come. He says, come. He's like, all right, boom, I'm on the water, right? And he's watching him. He's looking at him. He's going to him. And then he finally notices the wind. But it doesn't really, again, this is just thought, right? So, as he begins to sink, Jesus reaches out his hand, which means Peter would have already been really close to him. It doesn't say Jesus came running, like, I'll get you, Peter. Uh, it doesn't seem like Jesus teleported, poop, right? It's like Jesus just reached out his hand. So I have to think, like, Peter had to have been close. He had to have been, like, nearly there. And so when we get really close to the Lord, that's when, like, those greatest distractions come about. It's like, man, I'm, I'm doing so well. I'm such a good spot with them. Relationship's going great. And then there's this thing, this storm, this wind, this something. 
and it causes me to, to take my eyes off. So it's, it's less so that we need to be concerned, perhaps, of, you know, the, the distractions as we're growing closer to the Lord. And that's, that's inevitable. Like, but it's when we're really close to Him that the devil's especially going to want to try to distract us. So that's just one thought to have. Is like, when I come under attack, spiritual attack, spiritual warfare, whatever it is, like, I find that to be a very affirming reality. <laughs> Because it probably means I'm doing good things for the Lord. And I need to, to just keep my eyes focused on him. That's, that's a key part to that. What we don't want to forget, though, and oftentimes the Gospels, depending on the length, can, can do this. You know, they, they get in the boat, they acknowledge him as the Son of God. They get to the place of Gennesaret, and they get out, and then he starts healing people. Like, he went about from one mission to the next. And in between those missions, he took time to rest. He went back to his disciples, and they went on. So there's a pattern. And what that really emphasizes to us is like there's a pattern and a goodness in what we do, not just for our prayer, but for our daily lives. Um, and so kind of two things to, to mold over today. One is, what is that thing, that distraction, that wind, whatever it is that maybe causes me to uh, lose my focus on the Lord when I, when I recognize my closeness to him? And then the second is, what is my pattern of, of mission? What is my pattern of prayer? What am I doing that's well? Um, and if I acknowledge that and affirm that, but then also say, what could I be doing? Is there something that could be done differently? Um, and bringing that to him in prayer. So um, as we get closer to the Lord, we know that there will be a greater attack. We want to keep our eyes focused on him. And then secondly, what is that pattern that we've created uh, with him? to live out the mission for him.